Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, episode 209. Whoa! This is Chris, and joining me today are... Ames. Caitlin. And... Jakey! Oh no, where's he going? Jakey? And on today's episode... Sitting in a spinny chair. And on today's episode, we will be discussing Sons and Daughters... And Behind the Lines. First up on Sons and Daughters, Worf's out puttering through the galaxy with General Martok on his big-ass bird of prey, and they pull on some new soldiers. Gabrielle Union... Three other people. And oh shit, Alexander Roshenko. Isn't he like five? He's yeah, all grown some, up. Somehow he's 18 now. Might be oh. 16, you don't know. And he's a big old Klingon warrior, he thinks, Whoa. just because he put the shirt on. And Worf is like, what the fuck is that wimp doing here? And that's what everybody else on the crew thinks also. Pretty yep. much. Yeah, especially once they find out he's actually Worf's kid. They're like, oh, much? Yeah. No, really, I swear, he's not my kid. Yes, yeah, no, it's like, you don't get it, actually. This this is probably the opposite of, if Worf knew this was happening, he would have put a stop to it. <laughs> but yeah, you know, they give him a hard time. He gets into a fight in the mess hall with some fella, and Worf breaks it up for him, and Martok's all like, God damn it, Worf, you're not making his position any easier here. And then he fucks up a... He makes everyone think they're getting attacked because you forgot to delete a battle drill from the sensors. That was funny. And eventually him and Worf, like, have an argument where, you know, you find out, oh, no, no, Alexander isn't as dumb as we thought. He does know his father is terrible. And it's a little awkward because you actually kind of feel bad for a little shit for five minutes. Only five minutes and then not again. And then he locks himself in a closet by accident. Yes. Wasn't and- by accident. We'll get to this at the end because I was very confused on that scene. Yeah, I, I have thoughts. Okay. Um, yeah, that was, okay. So, you know, after the lock-in, Worf's like, all right, for some reason, I'm going to ask Martok to make you part of the house of Martok. 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 Uh, I almost said Moog. Um, And I I will teach you to be a warrior, and you will teach me to be a father. And sweet, and I don't think we ever see Alexander again after this, but I'm not positive. I think we get him one more time. Do we? Okay. Tell tell us your comment when when, uh, when he said, teach me to be a father, Jake. Oh, yeah. Or... Worf is like, I'll teach you how to be a warrior, and you teach me how to be a father. And I'm just like, no, dude, you're supposed to be doing both of those things. It's not his job to That's, teach you how yeah. to be a father. That is Alexander's true. never been a father. How would he know? That he yeah. knows He's five years old. Uh, wow. He just, uh, he, just, he just winked at that, that one female Klingon and knocked her up. <laughs> With a wink? With a wink. That, he's got that sexy... House of Moog energy. <laughs> wow. I mean, Kalar was his mom. Kalar true, was dead true. sexy. Big, yeah. no honor energy. Meanwhile, on Deep Space Nine, the occupation... Can, what did I say? Deep, oh yeah, deep, meanwhile, on Terok Nor, <laughs> what did I say? the occupation goes apace. Uh, and uh, Zial. Zial pops by. She's like, Yay. hi, Kira. I'm, I'm here to visit. You know, thanks for... Getting me set up on Bajor, but, like, let's be honest, they're all looking at me weird because I'm Galdugat's kid. Mm. And she's like, look, I really, I have a surprise. I want to show you and Dad. Please come to dinner. And Kira's like, ugh, for you. 
And turns out she's like really good at art. Is she? And well, there's a certain anyway. We'll get to that. Well, people are telling her she is anyway. Oh okay. yeah, she is has been compared to both Bajoran and Cardassian masters. So she's applying to like art school and no, no, not applying. She's applying, applying to have her pieces in a uh, gallery, in an exhibition, mm. and uh, but you know, like art secretary. Yeah. The Cardassians. So they're like, you know, Kira's there for kind of hanging out with Dukat more than she normally would for the sake of Zial. And then he sends her a dress and she almost likes it. And then she's like, what the fuck am I doing? And it's no, like, she doesn't almost like it. She likes it. Well, I mean, I she, yeah, it is. But, uh, yeah, but then she, you know, Zial's like, don't make me choose. Like, I won't. He's your dad. I get it, even though I think he's Hitler. And we just kind of leave that there. And it's we never actually get to plot. see. It is. It is. You know, it's it's good. Don't get me wrong. It just, you know, I, I feel like there will be more resolution later. Probably. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're in that phase of DS Nine where stuff is going to get resolved later. Oh, I was just saying that we didn't get to see anybody in the dress. No, oh, that's, that's true. true. It's a real shame. Which was a real shame. I mean, there's no way a dress that, that, that was, it was going to fit both of yeah, them. Exactly. I said unless, the same unless it's like thing. Future tech. Mm. Oh, it could be. Oh, that's yeah, I said cool. the same thing. It's like. I, Zial is not a big girl by any stretch, but compared to Nana, she's enormous. Well, she's also Nana a lot. Is so little. She's also shorter. Yeah, I think. That, I think. Yeah, uh, she's shorter and broader. Yeah, like she has wider shoulders. And lizardier. Yes. Yeah. She's a, she's a stout lass. She's not even stout. She's just. Well, like I said, that's the thing. She isn't. It's just that Nana's compared very to Nana thin. visitor. But uh, yeah, no, it's like it's future material and or the one ring. It just changes shape to fit whoever possesses it. In which it at the case, moment. we sure as fuck don't need a tailor. That's true. Although I was thinking, so we see that Zial was cooking for yeah. uh, for this little dinner that they that they had. We didn't actually end up seeing the food, which I was a little disappointed in because I, I only watched Star Trek for the food shots. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was thinking, I wonder if Zial cooks a lot like if she's if she's a cook and i wonder like if she's hanging out with garrick and she's cooking like baking a cake and she mixes up the batter and then she says to garrick hey you want to lick the spoon no no uh, that's what garrick says to julian yeah oh no mm-hmm. speaking of did they add a scar to ducat's spoon because I, I noticed this i noticed in this episode he had one but then i was like wait has that always been there and i'm just noticing or is that new I didn't. Spoon I did, did not notice a, a scar. Mm. Yeah, he he definitely had like a cut across it. Interesting. <laughs> you know who's become one of my breakout favorite characters um, in this Nog. episode and and also next episode too. We'll talk Martok. about him. Damar. Oh, Damar. Like, I mean, breakout in that we haven't seen him almost at all yet. <laughs> well, I mean, we've seen we've he's been the thing is he's been around like he's been there. He's had he's been a named character for a long time. And he's always, you know, hanging out with Ducat. Yeah. He, you know, he really hasn't got to do much. And in these two episodes, he does. That's and true. That's he's true. just such a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, Speaking and of. I, and I, I love it. Speaking of. So what I did er- earlier was I found the script for this episode because there was a cut scene that featured more Damar. Oh. But they oh. cut it from the episode. And Casey Biggs, I believe, yep. Casey said Biggs. later on, like, oh, they cut the scene. So now it's a little unclear why I'm doing certain other things in other scenes. Uh, so I found this this uh, scene, and I think we should do a dramatic reading of it. Okay. If you guys have it handy, uh, it's going to feature Dukat, Damar, and Kira. So who wants to play whom? Uh, I think it's your pick. Dealer's okay. choice. Jake, Dukat, 
Caitlin, Kira, Krista Mar. Works for me. And I'll read some stage directions. Sure. Hey, who am I reading? Can Ducat. you read Ducat and be I'm as Ducat. sexy as possible? And just so everyone knows, we're seeing this cold. Only Ames knows yeah, what's coming. we've never read this before. Oh, yeah. It's real fun. It's super fun. Interior, wardroom. Ducat sits at the head of the conference table before an audience of low-grade N.D. Cardassian officials. One or two N.D. I don't know what N.D. stands for. Bajorans and Kira. Half-empty glasses of Kanar litter the table. Ducat leans back in his chair, fingertips pressed together, enthralled by the sound of his words. <laughs> the weary expressions of his audience indicate the meeting has gone on. The meeting has gone on for some time. In closing... Let me emphasize again that Cardassia's gift of 15 industrial replicators to Bajoran to Bajor ushers in a new age of understanding and cooperation between our two peoples. Hand in hand, we will march into a new era of peace and prosperity as Dominion allies. Ducat indicates he has finished. The Cardassians tap their canard glasses on the table as a form of applause. The Bajorans still aren't convinced this is good news, but they join in the applause. I'm sure, I'm sure they do their little Bajoran clap. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That, that will be all. Major Kira, may I have a word, please? As the NDs exit, Kira rises and comes over. Have you heard? The Cardassian Institute of Art has decided to exhibit three of Zial's drawings. Really? That's wonderful. She must be excited. I'm hosting a celebration for her tonight in my quarters. I hope you'll join us. <laughs> what time? 21.30? Unless I'm unavoidably delayed. The busy life of an interstellar despot. <laughs> I prefer the term tyrant. Hera almost smiles. She's in a good mood, and for once the banter with Ducat isn't so bad. I she was... calls banter? <laughs> I was thinking of uh, signing Damar to escort Zial to the opening. Damar? You can't be serious. Oh, he's a fine officer from a good family. He's a self-righteous sycophant who despises everything Bajoran. I assure you, Major, Damar doesn't despise your people. Then why does his upper lip curl every time he says the word... Bajor... Bajorans could use a lesson in respect. <laughs> he does no such thing. Damar enters behind her with a pad. Galdrakat. Ah, Damar, impeccable timing as always. Sir, the Bajoran delegation requests that the replicators be shipped by Bajoran transports. Hira laughs outright. <laughs> Damar abruptly stops and glowers at her. Thank you, Damar. That will be all. You heard the Major. Sir? We'll continue this discussion another time. Very well. He executes a perfect about-face and strides from the room. I believe I owe you an apology. You and the Bajoran people. Ducat's perfect Damar imitation causes them both to burst out laughing. <laughs> Kiss me. Oh no. <laughs> it's a humorous, warm moment between two enemies, and for this brief instant, it's almost possible to forget all that's happened between Kira and Ducat in the past. No, it fucking isn't. It probably fucking isn't, but it's also no. like it it colors Damar in an interesting way that 
we don't get to see a ton of yet because Damar yeah. is still kind of being formed around us. Yeah, yeah. But it's very clear that he's a piece of shit. And this, <laughs> this is, I, I believe this scene. Yeah, and it's, uh, some of that, because I think what it was is in the actual episode, they cut after Kira's insult. Yeah. I actually thought that it was an odd cut in yeah. the episode. Yeah, like, it does kind I, of I explain. noticed it. They're like, huh, that, that scene just kind of ended there. Hmm. I would have at least kept his retort, even if they didn't want to keep the whole scene. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, like, it, it feels very Ducat and oh, would have been the, nice I, to have. I prefer Tyrant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, because it cut, it like cut odd, it cut, he laughs and it like cuts his laugh. Yeah. In a weird way. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting little scene. Yeah, yeah, we get, like I said, we get, we get a little, quite a bit more of him in the next one. Yeah, I'm looking forward idea. to seeing more and more Damar as well, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know he expands over time. Like um, a sponge. Big gray sponge. Yeah. You know who I really love in these two episodes, though, is Quark. Mm, and we have, yeah. we have another, another link, because we're going to talk about root beer in both episodes, and that's going to be fun. But Quark, <laughs> kind of quasi-joining the Resistance, but keeping it at arm's length is, is also kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, though, you know, like, Dukat, always with the scheming, realizing the way to uh, Kira's affections might be via Zial. Oh, yeah. And I can well, also yeah. imagine... Wanting to play house... Yeah, yeah, like that, that scene imagine, where they're both looking at her paintings is like very creepy. Well, because you feel the like surrogate family thing forming, just like he wants, and she's not noticing it. Yeah, here's my question then: is what is best for Zial? Because Zial is still very much in a place where she doesn't belong anywhere. Yeah, no. Like, like you'd think, yeah, Bajor is a good place for her. She's going to be safe there. Uh, you know, safe in ch the biggest fucking air quotes because you oh, never yeah. know what's going to happen on Bajor. They could have to yell at Cloud again. You never know when that's going to happen. True, true. But also, she is never going to be accepted on Bajor because she's got a spoon in her head, even though it's yeah. a little one. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, being on the space station is probably the best place for ZL because the two people that, well... The one person she's ever gotten support from, really, Kira, is there. Quark. And, and it gives her, huh? I was going to say, actually, no, Garrick. No. But also, Garrick's Gets presumably Garrick's somewhere on yeah, Starbase, what, 375 there. Mm. Good. But no, that's but, uh, very true. Yeah. It's got to be real tough for her, because I, I do enjoy that she's here being a character. She is a little bit of a prop sometimes, which gets yeah. unfortunate, but I think she's... You're also seeing her kind of being developed a little bit more, which is fun. Well, it kind of sucks, too, though, that, like, I don't know. I, I feel like she's there in good faith because she wants to, like, have a relationship with her father. But her dad is just kind of still using her as an afterthought. Like, the whole dress thing. The fact, just the idea. Mm. Oh, yeah, that he just That he's like, oh, uh, it's for you. Why does the There's ass some... say, I heart Kira on it? <laughs> Caitlin said something very similar. <laughs> Oh yeah, but yeah, it's it it was I thought a little weird. It's like oh, um, here's this dress I wanted to give this woman. I really want a bone. I guess you can have it, daughter. Mm. Yeah, and I think like Zial in a way, like he does love her, but mm. she also represents sort of his weird colonial patriarchal yeah fantasy, you know, and you know, so in a way, I don't know. I think he sees Kira as being, you know, I mean, I think she looks at Kira as somewhat of a mother figure 
Definitely. Mm. You know, considering her mother died when she was pretty young. And I think Kira, you know, for whatever reason, actually assumes that role. Listen, Zial was raised by the Breen. Yeah, that's mm. true. Yikes. Yeah, but she doesn't really do a lot to disavow Zial of the notion that she is a mother figure. Yeah, like, I feel like if anything, she started off just trying try to be sort of a guardian and a friend, but especially in the aftermath of the surrogacy for the O'Briens, hmm. like, she probably fell even more into the parental role. Yeah. And then especially after Ducat, like, said, well, see ya, fuck you and yeah. die. I guess I'll let you die on the she, station. She yeah, there was a consciously... There was a funny line about that that was like, oh yeah, Ducat overreacted, I'm like, when 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 he left Zial to go yeah. join the Dominion, I'm like, is that overreacting? He gave her every chance to leave, well, and no, it's I her think, decision. Yeah, and I think, I don't know. I think it's it's a, just his sort of silver tongue at play. Well, there's that, that. Like clearly, he just like she was angry that you know he left her to die, and he was you know and he just explained it as you know however whatever he did, we don't see what he says. But she being Kira was angry. No, uh, Zial. Yeah, because Zial says, "Oh, he talked to me about that." Mm. And it's all well, it's he all explained it. Now. I was wrong. Yeah, sounds like someone who is coming to accept her abuse as being her own fault, which is sad. Yeah, well, it's hard because, like, she, like you said, she doesn't belong anywhere, and we do know from previous episodes that whatever Ducat himself might actually feel or do, like, familial ties are super important culturally to Cardassians. Mm. And, like, you know, she's maybe bamboozling herself a little because she wants that connection, you know, she needs it. I it, wonder what the deal with, because I know Ducat has also said he's got, like, seven or nine other kids. I, I wonder what their deal is and if they could also, like, be a family for her. Well, I think, like... Didn't the wife get them all in the divorce? Yeah, I think <laughs> when the whole thing with Zial was revealed, basically that was all taken away from him. I'm going to mothers, and I'm taking all 3,000 of our children. All of our lizard babies and their yeah, pet voles. They just, they just go Aww. spawn. So, yeah, no, I think Imagine pretty much his only family now is Zial. She's got a Mandorian-style Crato eggs. A what? Trying to keep... Huh? A Mandalorian? What? Yeah. What did I say? Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian. I meant Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. A Mandal- Let me try again. I imagine she has like a Mandalorian style, like big jar of eggs that she's just carrying <laughs> off. Oh no, who's going to eat them? <laughs> when the Zial visits, she's just mowing down on them. She's no! like, man, these pickled eggs are great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what it is. They're her eggs. Morn thinks they're pickled eggs from the bar. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> There we go. That's what the baby could be in Picard season two. A, a baby, baby mourn. Oh, yeah. God. Okay, that's kinda, that could be cute. But, Whatever his but species is called. In a weird twist, Lurians. could the baby be super talkative? Ha. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we know that's how mourn usually is. We just don't yes. see it. <sighs> but yeah, a lot of uh, weird interactions with parents, obviously. We get, what the fuck is Alexander's deal? What is he way? doing there? In, 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 in his age or in just in general? You know, like, we'll skip over the age thing for now. We'll get back All to right, that. I have but notes, like, so. What is his deal? Why? We never get a firm answer. Why the hell he did this? It seems a terrible idea. 
He hates Russia. He hates Russia. Yeah. So I don't know. I think maybe in a weird way, he's taken what his future self has said to heart. Mm. Has he? Wait, did he see his future self and know who it was? Well, he saw him. I don't think he knew that his future self was his future self. Oh, right. He only told Worf. Yeah. But that was a weird po- episode. The I totally forgot about this. Was, the whole point of that was that, you know, old, you know, future Alexander wanted little Alexander to become a warrior. Yeah, and then he so stopped. So that he could later save Worf's life or yeah. some reason. I don't remember the whole thing. But, but that was like one of the last times I think we even saw Alexander on the show. Probably. This. Mm. I can't even remember if, there, if we saw him again after that. So it's almost like, so if... So, you know, after that whole episode, Worf just sends him off to, you know, go to Russia. Go be a warrior on Russia. And uh, clearly it didn't go. I mean, it went well enough. So does this mean, since Alexander is very clearly still not a warrior, does this mean that Kimtar, his future self thing from that kind of bad episode, is still going to have to come back and say, "Up, oh, Worf died a new way now. We have to fix Alexander. <laughs> it's like it's like Terminator. He just keeps going back in time. All right, we tried and- another way. <laughs> or is it Groundhog's Day where he has to keep doing this over and over again until he gets it right? No, it's going to be that Maybe. Treehouse of Horror episode where Homer keeps going back in time and killing the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we saw that one recently. Yes, we did. That's a good one. It is. It was a good one. There have been many bad ones, to be fair, so far. Yeah, but old Alexander, you know, he never went the warrior's path. Yeah. He was like a diplomat or something. Well, this one's going the failure's path, and it sucks. Well, it's also just like, you know, I think Worf puts it, you know, he's like, listen, if you had continued to practice the shit I was teaching you when you were a kid, this would be second nature to you now. Like, basically, all those other Klingons have been training their whole lives to be warriors and alexander's basically like yeah i guess i'll join up Fuck yeah it. Mm. he still manages to get first blood on that uh his fellow crew member when he like challenges him to a duel yeah but that crew me- that guy was clearly fucking with him like, it, like yeah he yeah. could have he could have split him in two in half a second if i he liked chatarg chatarg had an actual interesting art for a v- arc for a very his, periphery his, character. His name is Chitarg. His name is Chitarg. I like to assume then of that, the Targ. That that, that that like that is it's a nickname and it means like mad dog or something. In, <laughs> That's in, cool. <laughs> oh, there was another Klingon, Klingon we met. Uh, we met a Klingon uh, Mad Targ twenty twenty Katog who says he is Katog, son of Chapak. And everyone says, oh, that must be Chapak, the guy from Rules and Engagement, the ru- the, the lawyer guy. Mm. Oh, I thought he was son. a famous hip-hop artist. It had not occurred to me, because I forgot that was that dude's name. Yeah. At the same time, though, there's there can't be that many unique names that, like... Like, what, like, what would happen? Like, they just run out... Like, you can't have... A hundred thousand generations of Klingons, all with unique names, and their names are like six letters. Also, mm. Worf's grandfather was also named Worf. Yeah. Was he? Oh, didn't that, isn't that what we found out that that yeah, the, the, the Colonel the, Worf? 
Yeah, Colonel oh, Worf from guess, Star Trek Six. I was about to be like, uh, no, they were just played by the same actor, Jake. <laughs> but uh, maybe you're right. I don't. Yeah, no, I they, don't they, they actually identified that character as Colonel. Oh, Worf. Okay, okay, huh. fair enough. I did not Although, recall that detail. That was made early enough in TNG that it's possible they just thought Worf was his surname. <laughs> no. Mm. Oh, that's possible though. But it's easy enough to explain away. He was, he was named after his grandfather. We do that all the time. But the family is still called Moog. Yeah. That's like the whole the whole house names thing, like the house of Mart talk. Does, the, house this, of does the leader of the house just become the name of the house? Is that sure. how it works? So like because Worf never actually assumed his place as you know the leader of the House of Moog, it just stayed House of Moog. Well, the house is basically dissolved now. Well, it's right? gone now, but I mean when it was a thing. Like, would he have become Moog had he taken over the house? No, I, would the house have become the House of Wharf? Oh, I see. Because Kern was... Son Kern represented the House of Moog on the High Council. Oh, yeah. For a while. So well, we but know that's that, kind of tough because, like, Wharf couldn't take it over. Was there anything stopping Kern from becoming the I think the fact house that he Kern? was the younger brother. Oh, yeah, I don't but think, if, that, he, I don't think if, that he can be the leader of the house as long as Worf is still alive. But Worf was like excommunicated, so shouldn't well, they yeah, have moved Kern up or the whole house kill him? The whole house got excommunicated yeah. when he did. Oh right, that's why yeah, they because like it, Kern's the reason memories. he got excommunicated was because of Moog's dishonor. Hmm. The you know his quote unquote dishonor. Fucking Duras, that piece of shit. Yeah, it's very confusing. My joke when we when Alexander introduces himself as Alexander Rojenko. I have no house was I have no house because my dad left me at soccer practice and never came back. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, uh. their relationship is very interesting. I actually ended up watching a movie this week upon which this storyline was supposedly based called Rio Grande. I got to stop watching Westerns because I just don't like Westerns, but God damn wasn't, it. Wasn't that the name of one of the yes. runabouts, the Rio yes. Grande? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, it's a famous river. Also true. It's also it's a river. What? It's, Thanks, it's Jake. a grand. It's a grand river. In hey. Fact. Whoa. Yeah, but it's also a movie from 1950, I believe, with John Wayne. Ugh. And I want to say Catherine O'Hara. And Catherine in O'Hara. No, it can't be Catherine O'Hara. That's Catherine the mom O'Hara. from Home Alone. Yeah. That's, okay. That's a, that's that's uh, Fitz Creek lady. With, oh uh, oh, because yeah, I don't remember her name. Something else. But the the story of the movie is they're doing doing a war thing in Texas with the Indians and all this stuff, yeah. and they send reinforcements. And one of the reinforcements is John Wayne's stupid failure of a son, and so- they tr- and they try to reconnect a whole bunch, but they don't like it. So the mom shows up and says, "I want to pay to get him taken out of the army, please." But before that can happen, a whole bunch of stuff happens, and a, a, a wagon full of children get kidnapped by Apaches and dragged to Mexico. So they have to go save the children, and the kid kind of makes up for all the fa- pardon me, makes up for all the failing he's done by actually like saving all the kids. Uh, unlike Alexander, who doesn't seem to like do anything right. <laughs> Well, no, because he did. I mean, in the end, he he did help save the ship. Him and Chitarg. I'm going to give know, all the yeah, credit but, to Chitarg. But they totally minimize it by being like, "Oh, that fucking idiot locked himself in the <laughs> yeah. closet," you know. 
but with an asterisk that says maybe because he was hoping it would be a suicide thing. That was what I kind of thought was happening. I didn't. No, I didn't think that. I think it legit. He's just. It was just an accident. He's a bumbling idiot. Oh man! The thing is, Worf looks at him. It was a really stupid move at that crucial moment to do it. Yeah, and the thing is, after that, Worf also looks at him with this sense of pride. That Worf, I don't think, would give him if he <laughs> if he'd like locked himself in the room by accident. For a second, I was like, he's locking himself in there so that he can fix the thing without anyone else being, I don't know, exposed to radiation or something. No, because no, he's because trying to pull a Spock. St- straight up says they had already fixed the problem. Yeah, he went back to get his tools. He went to put the tools away in the closet, and then he tripped the security device that sealed them in. Well, that's well, idiotic. Honestly. The way Chitarg said it, it almost sounded to me like Chitarg did it on purpose <laughs> to him. Like he was just playing a prank on him. Like, <laughs> I sent him to get my tools and the door locked. Oh, uh, we're trying to get it open. <clears throat> yeah. See, I don't know. I think it felt pranky to me. It, it. I just think that the idea, I agree that the scene played out weird, but I think the idea that they were going for was that, that Alexander, despite still being a goof and, fairly incompetent has at least like earned the friendship of and you know some and some respect from the other crew from Chitar, yeah. but like not Ch- Chitar, who had no like had nothing but disdain for him and just treated him like shit now is sort of like okay he's a goof he got locked in the closet like an idiot but at the same time you know he helped me save the ship yeah I mean, he volunteered. Well, but i think that was established yeah that's what i was gonna say go ahead but yeah, he like volunteered to deal with a plasma leak, which, as we know, those are bad. The yeah. plasma dissolves organic matter like that. So, like, he's not a good warrior, but he's also not a coward, you know? The pl- I, the, uh, That's true. Uh, yeah, okay, go uh, on. Uh, nerd, nerd Gotta hear this. The, it's not the plasma that dissolves organic matter on contact. That's plasma coolant. That's the coolant tanks. Okay. You're but right. The plasma wow, is just fire, but it's highly radioactive fire. Yeah, so, so it's still dangerous. Yeah, it's still very dangerous, but it doesn't dissolve matter. No, but uh, it it'll is, just give you. It'll just make you real fucking sick. Yeah, and I'm sure if you touched it wrong, it'll kill you. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, that was the whole thing. If you touched thing it that, with um, your face, you would probably die. Well, I think the other thing too is not only is it really dangerous, but it would, if left unchecked, it would have destroyed the ship. Yes, yeah, it would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there is that. Like he's not necessarily cowardly. He's just. Not a warrior. <laughs> well, again, he does try to fight Shatarg in spite of the fact that he knows he hasn't been training yeah. his whole life, you know? And, I don't know, that takes balls. Oh, he's he's got fighting on nothing but adrenaline at that point. Yeah, yeah, hasn't even had his lung. And also the I fact also that... I don't think he expected Shatarg to take out a knife. Mm. Oh, no. Like, like when, he sees, when Shatarg takes out the knife, you can see like a moment of like, oh, fuck, what did I do? Like, he thought he was just going to get into a fist fight. Yeah. And, you know, he'd probably lose. But, it, you know, it's like when you, you know, they say the first day of prison, you got to get into a fight to, yeah. to prove that you're not a bitch. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. also what he- happened in Rio Grande. <laughs> the kid got in a fight with some guy to, and his dad looked on like, yeah, get him. I feel like a lot of the time, Ames, you're watching John Wayne pictures. It might just be you don't like John Wayne pictures. I know. I think it's mostly westerns. I don't know. All some, westerns. You have, have, I mean, have you seen any like the spaghetti westerns? With yeah, because those Eastwood? are fun. Those are really good. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're very much their own thing. Yeah. Like, 
But, but th- that's why I asked, though, you know, because it's like John Wayne is like a very specific subset of yeah, but I think shitty westerns that are like the same every time. I was gonna say, American westerns in general, I think. I mean, there's some newer ones that are a little different. But oh, you say newer ones? Like I'm also, I think I've mentioned, like because I read slowly. I'm reading the DeForest Kelly book right now, mm, and he, he was played, in a shitload of westerns. Yeah, he did a ton of westerns because you know at the time in the. 50s into early 60s westerns were like the thing because you get out of war and you're like america gotta gotta do something super american gotta do some westerns because they're kind of canadians indians he said kill indians oh yes that's i mean because that's really what those movies are right yeah true the american civilized hero justifying why we slaughtered them exactly yeah which is it's interesting because you know all all that comes out of the Post-World War II, we got to feel good about having just gotten out of a war. What's like yeah. that? Westerns. Um, yeah. But each Who one makes me also... Like killing? Each one also makes me very uncomfortable because all of a sudden John Wayne will whip out some, like, Confederate money and I'll be like, Ugh! Yeah. No! Stop it! Yeah, there's, like... The thing with the foreign Westerns is they're able to make them while being divorced from the mythology. Yeah. Whereas, like, here, you're either making, you're consciously using the tropes, or you're very consciously acting against them. Whereas, usually for the spaghetti westerns, it's like, this is a backdrop. Yeah. This is a time and a place. You know, we, we, the, the mythological elements are less ingrained, so we're not going to treat it with the same sort of bizarre reverence. Well, yeah, like, John Wayne was always the you know the hero i mean there might be a couple things where he's a villain but the one where he yeah. was gonna kill his his niece he was a villain but you know like i think i saw him he, play a villain in a non-western film hmm. i mean i'm sure he's played villains but i guess i guess the thing is like compared to some of the clint eastwood films where he's he's not a villain necessarily i mean he's still the hero but he's a flawed hero yeah um is he, yeah, an, is he an anti-hero Sometimes he's an uncle hero. Uh, Get it, girl. Flaws, and I think that that's like uh, John Wayne's. You know, like a paragon of American values. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Clint Eastwood is, you know, kind of a piece of shit. Sort of a mercenary. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but we were talking about. But again, honestly, half of those spaghetti westerns are all the same too. So. but yeah, we were talking about the brawl. Yeah. The brawl with yeah. Alexander, and I think the other thing added with Alexander is the the other reason that they're they're provoking him into this fight is they're saying a you're only here because your daddy's here, and b would you like some root beer and ice cream with that? To which I say yes, please. Same. <laughs> Give this boy a root beer. I was like, yeah, because it fucking rocks. And then Chris was like, uh, humans have prune juice, actually. And I was like, yeah, it's a warrior's drink. That's what he should have yeah. done. He should have like, look, look, guys, guys. I don't even think Earth drinks your shit, but try this purple stuff. It's yeah, but Alexander doesn't know that, does he? I yeah, I was gonna say, surely his father would have told him, but <laughs> mm. maybe oh, the one time Worf sent a postcard, and he was be- like, tried prune juice, fucking loved it. Warriors drink. Plus, his parents were well. Not his parents. His guardians were two old Russian people. Like yeah, the only all they had was prune juice. All, no, all they had was was vodka and beets and beet juice. Ooh, oof, vodka. Yeah, I don't and know, beet but juice. I do, I do kind of like how that you know. I guess they they 
the the real world reason is that root beer is not a brand. Yeah. Like, oh, that's like good. you know, like you wouldn't be like, oh, all humans love Coke or Sprite or sweet tea, you know, whatever. But like root beer is you know not a brand name, so they can throw it out there. But root punch. I, I do like that root beer is sort of like the stereotype that everybody else in the galaxy has about humans. Yeah. It's like, they love root beer. <laughs> fucking sugar water. <laughs> fucking well, pussies. Jesus. Well, it's it's sort of like how lots of other countries view Americans as being like cowboys who like wave American flags. And yeah. that's just kind of what they think of when they think generic and, American. And love John Wayne movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. The thing is, there's probably many, many, many humans you know, from other, you know, non-American cultures that don't give a shit about root beer. You know, even in Earth today, I'm pretty sure root beer is mostly an American drink. I don't think you'd get that a lot of other places necessarily. Mm. That's too bad, because that shit rocks. Oh, yeah, root beer's great. What about root beer barrels? Can can they get root beer barrels elsewhere? Maybe. Mm, Those are delicious. I still get a bag of them. Oh, shit. Send Uh, me some so I can suck on them when we're getting warmed up. (laughs) Piss Chris off. (laughs) Yeah, for old time's sake. I like to imagine, though, that there are, you know, just like there are, um, you know, Klingon restaurants on the promenade and shit like that. I I like to imagine that there are human restaurants on all of these other planets. Like if you go to to Quonos, there's, you know. Get a burger and fries. Yeah. But it's all like, it's just, it's all just like a mismatch, a mix and match of different cultural tropes from, yeah. from fusion. all over Earth. Asian fusion. They do Yum. cheeseburgers. They do General Sow's chicken. They've probably Pizza? got tiki masala the, and a peanut butter sandwich drink is or root something. Beer. Yeah, root beer floats. Yeah. So even though root beer would be great connecting tissue to go, go on to the next episode, I have one more note I wanted to bring up from Sons and Daughters. Uh-huh. And that's that. So we, we induct Alexander into the house of Martok, even though that's a terrible idea. But they cut a bit of that scene when it was aired in uh, on, on British television. Because in the scene, you have all three characters. You have Martok, Worf, and Alexander doing the palm swipe and bleed into a thing. And in the British version, they cut when Martok and Worf do it and only have Alexander do it. Because they didn't want people to think, like, I should be using the same blade to cut my hand because they were because all afraid of AIDS. Of AIDS. I was wondering. I was going to say that, that sounds that sounds like an AIDS fear. Yep. Britain has Man. the most bizarre censorship. <laughs> I mean, it seems well, like it's as much of... of that as a product of its time too. But even then, like when you read about the Brit again, they they you couldn't use the word ninja for the longest time <laughs> in Britain. Teenage mutant hero turtles. Yeah, it's it's very strange. They have these random little things that irk their limey asses, and mm. then they vote for Brexit and ruin their own fishing industry. Hooray! Uh Also, I decided to see, looked up the root beer. Uh, Commercial root beer is now produced in Canada and every U.S. state. Good. Every state makes root beer. But, although the beverage is popular as great as North America, brands are produced in other countries, including Australia, the U.K., Malaysia, Argentina, Germany, the Philippines, Singapore, Taiwan, South Korea, Indonesia, Sweden, Vietnam, and Thailand. So basically... It's a, that's pretty much a list of places where the U.S. military has ha- has or has had a large presence. Yep. Hmm. But what you think about it is that just means that the idea that it will spread globally by the 24th century isn't too unbelievable. Mm, that's actually that's true. true. 
Although I do wonder though, because like sugary beverages in general, I feel are kind of on the decline as like people are more concerned about health. Yeah, everyone is drinking coconut water. Ugh. Putting avocados and everything. I despise coconut water. I tried it once. Tastes it's like good old soft as an, smell. As an ingredient in something else. I, mean, I have heard that. Coconut flavor. I don't I don't know that I've ever had coconut water. It it's is just disgusting. like water with it's like tinged with the the essence of coconut. No, it's the water that comes out of the coconut. Yeah, so not coconut milk. milk. No, it was coconut milk. No, no, there's there's milk and there's water. Oh. Yeah. But no, and I tried cream. a I tried coconut water. Coconut? Mm. I tried coconut water once when it was kinda new. It's or at chunky least as well, first, isn't it, usually? Uh, the one I had must have been filtered. But again, it was unflavored. It was just straight. Ooh, and again, it legitimately, yeah, it tasted like a sweaty sock smells. Hmm. It was wretched. But you know what isn't wretched? Root beer. Root beer. Yay! Which Quark really wishes he could time. sell again. You know Tell what? us. Unless, so Jake in, had, unless Jake had another thing. Did you no, have another you thing? Can, you, can, you can go. Okay, you, good. Move Sorry on. about that. So in Behind the Lines... There's uh, first a little B-plot. They've got to send the Defiant off on a mission. Ben doesn't get to go because he's Admiral Ross's new adjunct, and he's nervous. Mission goes fine, and apparently we've destroyed some sort of major Dominion scanning post, which seems really a lot more important than they gave it time for. I meanwhile, still blame changelings. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the main plot... Oh, yeah. Rom has stolen a pad from Damar. Nice. Where Damar had written a report being like... We're running out of white. We can't get more because of the minefield. If it comes to it, we should poison the last batch of white to kill the Jem'Hadar because we know what happens if they run out. Fascinating. And Rom steals this pad and leaves it right outside like Jem'Hadar barracks or something. The Jem'Hadar find it, storm into the bar, scream, we're the only gray people that get to be here. <laughs> the Cardassians go, fuck you, we were here first. Big old brawl breaks out. We're grayer than you, damn it. Yeah. And Wayun is too busy drooling on himself because he has a second founder on board to get Well, that, that, that hasn't happened yet. She hasn't but Wayun shown up is yet. still off drooling on himself. Yeah, true. Like, he shows up in a great scene in the aftermath where him and Ducat are like, just keep smiling. Well, he's like, just I keep loved smiling. It. We have to pretend we're friends. I love Ducat's it. That's like, I am smiling. Yeah. This I, is what I, I look am. like when I'm smiling. Mm. It still looks like a sneer. Uh, so then we find out this whole scheme was discussed with uh, the, the Resistance, such as it is. The Resistance being Kira, yeah. Rom, Odo, and Jake, who I forgot to mention last episode, asked to join. And they're like, fuck off, kid. But apparently they said, oh, fine. Just and don't tell your dad. showing up, that's all. That's yeah. why. So Odo had said this sounds like a bad idea. It could, you know... The, the repercussions might not be worth it. And he left. And then the other three were like, so the plan? And they were like, yeah. So they kind of argue over that a little. And then, yes, then fucking lady changeling asshole shows up being all like, oh, yeah, I was I'm stuck in the Alpha Quadrant because I was on this side when Ben set up his minefield. How, how you doing, Odo? And Odo's like, I'm mad at you because you made me a people. And now I'm supposed to just be like, okay with that? And she's like, come on, let's, let's, let's change like fuck. He's like, oh, okay. no. <laughs> and then they do. And he's like, oh man, being in the link, even with just one other person is so cool. Oh, no. Meanwhile, meanwhile, uh, Damar of all people 
has worked out a plan to possibly shut down the minefield using the deflector array. And he goes, you know, he's all cocky. He's at Quark's bar, like, I've got a gull salary now. And Quark's like, oh, really? And uh, he gets him shit-faced. Get that man a root beer. And gets himself shit-faced. Yeah, gets himself shit-faced so he can get some intel, which he spills the beans. You know, he, he admits he doesn't like this new occupation. He doesn't like Cardassians. The Jem'Hadar are creepy. He wants to sell root beer again. Ditto. That's that's Cork, not Damar. Yeah. It's also that's also Damar. <laughs> just wait till you try root beer, especially the hard root beer. Ooh. Um, yeah, that shit's good. Just tastes like it root tastes beer. like root beer. Yeah, no. So they devise this plan. All right, they'll have Rom go into a Jeffrey's tube and deactivate the deflector array with some fruit. With some fruit. Well, in case uh, he gets hungry. Yeah, which he he did. That's what we got. Well, you know what? It was nerves. Yeah, it was nerve eating. I think. You know, the deal is that Odo is going to have to run a security diagnostic to shut down the sensors first. And he's like, no problem. In the meanwhile, Kira's like, don't trust Changeling Lady. She has done nothing but lie to and manipulate you every time you've seen her. True. Did you link with her? Yeah. She's like, well, don't do it again. And he's like, okay. Uh, and then Changeling Lady shows up again later, and they're talking, and he wants to know more about his culture, which is understandable. And she's all like, oh my god, words are so inefficient, let's link! And he's like, I don't wanna! She's like, come on! Kira he's like, told me not to! I promised Kira I wouldn't! And he's like, what does she know? She's a solid! And then they have weird goo sex again. No! Which I really hate. <sighs> and Odo stops caring about anything, because he's high on sex. Wow! the thing doesn't get turned off in time. And Rom's in prison, and Kira is fucking livid, and he's all like, oh, no, you don't get it, though. I'm like, nothing matters. He's like a fucking (laughs) philosophy college student who had his first really good joint, and he's like, oh, I don't believe you, and she storms out, and it turns out Lady Changeling was there the whole time, and she's like, did she make you upset? He's like, no, I'm fine. He's getting all weird and, like, Changeling-y. Gross. And that's kind of where we leave oh, off. Oh, I fucking hate it. She's all uh, like, don't you understand what this means? And he's like, I don't give a fuck. Not my problem. Nothing matters. I'm we'll the goo the man. Matters. You wouldn't understand because you can't join. Kira walks in. She's like, why does it smell like Play-Doh in here? No. <laughs> I was half expecting to be like, if you could only join. And he just like starts trying to goo into her face. But no. it's just like. Oh, I'm sure he'll like, goo you, into her face doing? later. Don't worry. Oh. Yeah, I said it. Uh, Smells weird. So does Changeling Lady now know about the resistance? Who the fuck knows? Like, here's the thing. Of course she does, because that's exactly (laughs) why she's doing this. Kira's like, you know, maybe you shouldn't. You're not really, you don't know a lot about the link. And he's like, no, it's all about feelings. It's like, yeah, but on the other hand, they implanted like false bullshit into your brain that time. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, like, about Gowron. Yeah, this like, is how they exchange no. information. And also, they're way fucking better than this than you. Remember last week when Alexander couldn't use a bat left? If he had been doing it his whole life, he'd be better at it? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. you now, Odo. You don't fucking link for shit. You don't know where the clitoris is. Sorry, the goo <laughs> the goo clitoris. What? And like <laughs> the gooch. And <laughs> oh, okay. Alright. And uh Got it. so you my, got point is, <laughs> my point is my point is fisting. I found the gooch. And uh <laughs> the point 
I'm just, I'm just saying, like, he's being a fucking idiot. Like, of course, of course, they know. They know everything. You yeah, know, he's so stupid. He's I mean, so I, fucking stupid. I get the temptation. Dude, yeah, for sure. Like, it's he's totally awesome to get off with, like, I don't know, what is she, his mom? I don't even oh, actually no. know. That's the other thing. I know she's not, but I've kind of thought of her as being, like, his mom this whole time. So it's, I'm, it's I know it's not really there. No, no, he's hot for teacher. But there is a little bit of, like, incestiness happening, again, in my head canon, and I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah, it's hard, so. it's very, very hard to wrap your brain around what the fuck the changelings are. Because she says something that's very interesting and says, like... Outside the link, like, you know, the drop of water becomes the ocean, the ocean becomes the drop of water. They kind of all are the same identity. They're kind of, a, I say they're like a gooey Borg. Yeah. This is masturbation yeah. then. So. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think that when they're in the link, they are just like one single consciousness. Wild. It's but, so wild. But like when they split off, you know, the question is like, and I think this was what Odo was trying to get to the point of is like. Are you they know, individuals? Yeah, like, is this lady changeling the same as the other lady changeling that we've seen before? I wondered the same thing. Actually, like, what he was wondering was, so am I jerking myself off here, or what's going on? <laughs> well, the other yeah, thing, too, is, is like, so they link up, and they become essentially one entity. Mass. And then they split off from each other. Is that still... Odo, or is it like some Odo and some her? Ooh, interesting. Like, okay, how, but much, how much exchanging of fluids actually happens? Oh, you're making it so more, gross. More importantly, though, who makes whom a sandwich? Uh, they can both turn into a sandwich. Poof, mm, you're a sandwich. <laughs> Hooray. Yeah, I, I think their concepts of individuality will never entirely jive with ours, so trying to define it yeah. really isn't going to work. Even the writers aren't going to really do it, do it because I think we're so ingrained to thinking of people as individuals. Like, the Borg we can understand because we can physically yeah. see that they are reading each other's minds, that they're a hive mind. These yeah. things, you don't know where one ends and the other begins, and it's too right. much of a head fuck. But right. there's and no way to, to portray that on screen. And the, the Borg never, like, turn into one giant Borg. That'd be a good episode. Thank yeah. God. But on the other hand, they kind of do. Well, but I mean... Because they, they all kind of link up into the... Well, they I, do, I but know, they, like, attach you can still themselves. see, like, that's Fred, that's ones. Jim, I, I that's know. Ted. I know. I was They're just all plugged into the same. Dick. But I also think that, in a sense, like, the Borg ship, the cube, or, or you know, whatever ship they're on, is just an extension of their... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was... So, like, that's totally. what I was thinking, when yeah. A Borg cube is both a ship with a lot of Borgs on it, and it's also a Borg itself. Yeah, but I think it's a little easier for us to understand, because, like, we've seen people separated from the collective and regain themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I think there's a version of individuality and collective thought there that we can wrap our heads around, and I don't think the changelings have that. No. You couldn't in the get same Hugh, way. You couldn't get Hugh from the changlings. Unless you take it away at birth, I guess. Like Odo. That's like what Odo. happened with Odo. Oh, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. what's... Odo is, Odo is the Hugh of the changelings. Right. And like the female changeling is the Lacutus. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And, but yeah, and that thing, so you can kind of, like, again, like, he fucked up big in this one, and there's going to be a lot of bad repercussions from his stupidity. Bad man. 
But you can get why he gave in, because clearly, like, based on her explanation, they're not meant to be individuals all the time. And for all that, you know, he spent most of his life as an individual. It's probably which, exhausting. Yeah, which he didn't even realize, you know, like, maybe half the reason he has, you know, half the reason he's not as good at shapeshifting is because, not just he doesn't have the same amount of practice, but because... He hasn't, he hasn't been doing the Lincoln. Yeah, and he spent Lincoln. too much time separated, you know? Mm. Like, clearly they're supposed to, they're, they're almost like, I don't know, for lack of a better term, amphibious. Where, like, they're supposed to spend some time in the water, some time on land. But he spent 99% of his life on land, and that has fucked him up. Which is why you can see how easily he would get Link high. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he's still, the, like, bad man for this. He fucked this up. The, the animals that spent the time on land eventually built fucking massive cities. And the animals that spent all the time in the water are still in the water. Built they're secret doing, cities. They're doing fuck all. We've never seen before. Dolphin that's cities. That's, that's possible. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, I think, I think the thing is, Odo has a much better perspective on... Pretty much everything. It's not, I don't know. I don't think better. I would say contains different perspective. Contains more he perspectives. Ha, he has something that the, none of the others in the link have, or at least he had up until this episode, I should say, until he joined the link a bit. A crush on Kira. Uh, he had fucking compassion for yeah. other people, whereas the fucking changelings that live in the link, mm. they don't give a fuck. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I, you're right. I do think that the changeling knows about the resistance, but she doesn't give a fuck because it really doesn't affect her. Yeah. If you need another, if you, if you kill a Vorta, we'll clone a new one. If you kill a Jem'Hadar, we'll grow a new one. Fuck it. Doesn't matter. To you know, them. I don't care if the minefield goes up or stays down. Who the fuck cares? I'm a goddamn changeling. I mean, I think she cares if it goes down because she does want to get back to the home world. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like resistance, resistance, you know? Fuck yeah, it. I mean, if anything, she timed things the way she did maybe to sort of dis... Well, no, she didn't know about that specific plan, but, you know. Hmm. Still, like, I think the one thing she cares about is getting the minefield down. Probably. Uh, one thing I think that if she felt... Well, because she wants to get back home. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. want to be split either. I, and I in think... that way, she needs him just as much as he needs her if she's yeah. needing that link, you know? Yeah, and she's, I mean... She's not used to being separated from it like he is, so she probably is really jonesing Here's in a way. Here's my question about that, though. Because one thing that, so far, that for the past long time, we've been entirely <laughs> neglecting is the changelings are everywhere thing yeah. that has been established multiple times in this show. Like, my first question was, you know, how do we know you're the, that she is the only one on this ship? There's no right. way to know. None could, at all. One of those pieces of fruit Rom had could have been a fucking changeling. Oh, God, it's 28. Oh, uh, no, Rom! But yeah, yeah, I think there's... I, I If there's only one changeling on Terok Nor, the changelings are doing it wrong. Well, I don't know. I don't know that there needs to be many on Terok Nor, but what I do think is that there probably are a lot, a lot of them. Is it Admiral uh, Ross? All it's over the Admiral Federation. Ross. Oh, no. Well, probably not Admiral Ross, but, you know, the fact that they're like, Definitely. we've been trying to figure out how the Dominion has been a step ahead of us all this time. We think it's because they got this cool telescope. And and I'm just like, no, Change it's things. because yeah. they're literally everywhere. Have you seen all these extra Eddingtons? Are we sure he's dead? 
It's always uh, Eddington. The land mm. of a thousand Eddingtons. Yeah. I don't know. There's an interesting thing that I've always liked about this episode. Really? Because the, the, you know, the B, the B plot. <laughs> um, that was... That was that so, was so good. I don't even know what that was. No, because I because I have some backstory on the B story. Oh. So like the B, B story, you know, backstory. obviously it's it's very B story because we pretty much only get you know the scene at the beginning and the scene at the end and like a couple little tidbits in the middle. Yeah, but the Cisco having that, a sad. Yeah, missing but, you his know, ball. We see, we see this this thing where like they have this ceremony when they use up a phaser coil or phaser power cell. They have the ceremony where they. Put it on display so yeah, that it can that fly nice. around the ship if uh, they get hit and, and I said, give somebody a concussion. I said that. They really should be securing those. Yeah, we don't know. They're just be, sitting on magnets. a shelf. Ooh, how do they involved. work? Yeah. Uh, no one knows. But, and then, you know, at the end, we see that they're still doing the ceremony. But Dax is one-headed. But Dax it. is hosting it instead, I like of, that. instead of Cisco. And that's, that's what I liked. I like that whole sort of idea that, you know, the, sh- the ship goes on, but Cisco is no longer, like, part of it mm. um yeah i like that know, we never got to see it too i like that we saw none of the mission because we only get to see cisco being home having having a lonely among you know with him and ross being like well what do we do now I'll play some tiddlywinks i don't know well yeah i mean it's it's cisco's perspective right yeah you know, that's kind of what we're getting but what's funny to me though about that whole plot is cisco is so upset that he doesn't get to fly around in a ship and i'm like dude did you watch the first three seasons of this show where, like, you barely left the station? Well, yeah, but then he got his sweet hot rod out of Hawk and... Yeah, plus we're at war right now. Like, everyone's yeah. yeah. We do We do the celebration thing with the, with the, with the big blender-looking shape thing um, because we have to, like, keep morale up. We have to be doing something that makes it feel like we're making any progress. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think uh, that's key, though. It's like he wants to feel like he's actively involved in the war and he's not going to feel that way behind a desk. Yeah. Yeah. Like Kirk or like Picard or like any of the other ones that we've seen do this. I also think that once he got a taste of being in command of a ship. Yeah. You know, like he was fine to be a desk jockey after Wolf 359 because he was kind of. You know, he was kind of put off by the whole space travel thing and being yeah. on a ship and oh, he was no. traumatized. And then he got back into the seat and was like, well, fuck that. And it's going to be a spaceman now. Damn good seat. It's a nice it's big comfy. chair with some big panels next to it. Root beers all around. You know, he's got he's a like, cup holder for it. And ice cream. None of that. Ice cream. None of that people flanking me bullshit like in TNG. I want a big... Fuck you, I'm the captain, big center chair like Kirk. And a crown and a root beer. Mm. No, the reason a, the reason the I line to Gold Ducat. <laughs> yeah, the reason I, I kind of like look at this episode and, and a little like find it strange that you can like the B plot because it is so very simple is because poor Renee, and I think it's pronounced Echeveria. I'm not actually one thousand percent sure. Uh the writer who wrote this one in the six episode arc this is the one he was he was tasked with and he had the most trouble figuring out something to do in the b plot Mm. and you know all six writers were working on all of this together and he was like basically basically going to them every day saying okay what are you guys doing so it can help me figure out what i'm doing because i have no fucking idea uh i guess originally he had a story about the um turmoil of sending untrained troops into the field 
but that kind of ended up being too important, and they wanted the A plot to be on the on Terak Nor. Yeah, that that feels like that should be its own A plot. Yeah, and then they decided, okay, well, we're going to have Dax do something, and he said, okay, well, how about if Dax goes into combat and discovers that she really, really fucking loves killing, and she takes it too far, and kind of, like, just wants to be at war all the time, and we have to tell her to scale it back, and they say, no, 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 we don't like that either. Then what do we do? I don't know. Something really simple. And he scaled it back so much, and he was just having so much trouble the whole time that this is just what he finished. Also, didn't they already do a Dax takes it too far episode once? With what? Did they? I don't really. I feel like she went off and did a thing that she felt she had to do. My blood like, oath. Yeah, but that one she was. She didn't I take anything they, too far there. She did exactly what she wanted to do. Yeah, and I, I swear and there was stopped. an episode where she went off and did something that, like. Ben didn't approve of, he just kind of gave her a disappointed look at the end, and her and Kira had discussed it, and Kira was like... That was definitely Blood Oath. Really? Yeah, Blood Oath, she asks Kira, Kira, what's it like to kill somebody? And Kira's like, Jesus Christ, Dax. It's not fun. You hate yourself afterwards, but, you know, sometimes you gotta do it, but Jesus, I don't want to talk about this with you. (laughs) That was Blood Oath. Hmm. I don't remember that aspect of Blood Oath, but I believe you. It was definitely, yeah. No, yeah, I believe you. We all know my my memory for this is not good. Yeah, again, just what I mentioned earlier about uh, Damar. (laughs) I just like like when he's around. Nice. um, Because he is just such a piece of shit. And (laughs) he's he's so contemptible. You know, like the, the beginning, you know, when he... The, the you know just a little teaser scene where Rom and Kira are watching him in the bar before the fight breaks out. That was you know, fun. and you can just tell you don't have to actually see him. You can just see him interacting with Quark yeah. to know doing the physicality, he's being a scumbag. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then of course the scene later with Quark is great. And then like there's even the bit where he's you know because after the fight he's in the doghouse. You know not not necessarily because he got into a fight, but because he let the plan to poison the Jem'Hadar out. Yeah, Yeah. that's a Um, dastardly plan. But it just feels very right for that. It feels practical. Honestly, like, what else would you do in that scenario? It's dark, but you're like, oh, no, that makes entire sense why you would jump to that that plan. Um, Yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, there's the, you know, so he's in the doghouse, which means apparently he's been demoted to Odo duty, mm. you know, sitting in Odo's office while Odo's off getting his goo wet. Um, oh no! Oh. And uh, you know, he's got this scene. You know, just every interaction he has with Kira is just dripping with with like goo? mutual hatred. <laughs> but Jorans, which is why the sneering comes up from the from the mm. scene we read. Yeah. What's nice about their contemptuous interactions is that. They're not laced with horniness from him. Oh, yeah, no. no. There's them. no hate fuck there. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. every interaction with Dukat, you're just kind of, like, you can feel the slime. This is just hate, and it's like, this is good. This is comfortable. I'm not cringing every five seconds, because I know he doesn't want to put his dick in her. Yeah, well, well the other thing, too, is, like, it's easier for Kira. Like, I think the problem with Kira has is, Ducat, despite being the scumbag that he is, is pretty charming. Mm-hmm. You know, he can turn on the charm and like 
Kira, who by all accounts should absolutely hate him. And does. And does. But when he's putting on that charm, she can't help herself but be a little taken in by it until she catches herself and is like, no, he's a scumbag. Mm. Fuck that guy. Whereas Damar is not charming. (laughs) He's just an asshole. And Kira has no problem just straight up despising this man. He's fun. I'm looking very forward to seeing more of him. But yeah, even even as an as an audience member, you can be taken in by Ducat's charm, I think. Mm. Damar is gonna torture the fuck out of Rom now, right? Probably. Yeah, I'm oh, worried yeah. about it. Rom's him. fucked. Like how quickly is Rom gonna spill the beans? Oh, he already has. Damn it, Rom! <laughs> I mean, there was, it, was, it was it was actually fruit in the basket that he spilled. Nice, thank um, you. But man, that oh, he's see, not wrong, you know. See, I know, I know you don't like Rom, but like, <laughs> th- there's like moments that I just that are so endearing about him, where like when he shows up with the fruit basket. Yeah. Oh yeah, that and, was and, and, very like, cute. And, and he's like, oh, when the Cardassians walk, he's like, oh, here's your fruit. <laughs> and Kira's a much better liar than he is. Yeah, yeah, like, good at he, improv. He just, he can't act. He's just like, oh, I came. he comes up with this, this clever pl- ruse and then he like immediately exposes it. And if Kira weren't there, he definitely like the Cardassians definitely like, let me look at that fruit. Nah. Yeah. Well, he had also come up with the plan for the whole minefield. He did. And then real. And then they realized later, oh, this is very easily taken down if you do this extra work, which Damar well, or someone under Damar figured out. I was saying, they say easily, but it took them a long time to figure it out. Yeah, but it's something that they say, Rom, you should have thought of this. Why didn't you think of this before? Well, but in the episode, sh- when we saw him come up with the idea, he, wa- he was very, very clearly thinking about Lita's tits. That's true. That was true. the scene where he was, like, <laughs> fretting about the wedding. But that thing is, like, he came up with it on the fly. The chief and Dax were there. Yeah, they should also. Either of, especially like they're from Starfleet, and nobody, nobody does crazy shit with deflector arrays more than Starfleet. Well, O'Brien and Dax were also thinking about Lita's tits then. (laughs) Like the fact that another alien race thought, "Hey, what if we use the deflector array in a strange way?" was crazy to me because it's like. (laughs) The rest of the galaxy just treats deflector arrays as deflector arrays. <laughs> it's Starfleet that's like, this is our deflector array. What's it do? It's kind of a Swiss Army knife. Mm. You can just shoot random shit out of it. Yeah, you can you reroute a, power you need through a beam it. beam of some kind? Potato yeah, lots cannon. of beams. So many beams. Um, this, is a, this is a, what, an anti-graviton beam? Yeah, yeah. We're going to mm. reroute it through the nacelles so it shoots a Bassard beam. We're not even sure how that works, but it does. I'm going to shoot Finny at it. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it seems like where we're, leave, where we're, where we're left in this episode... Rama's a dead huge, man. Cl- huge cliffhanger, right? Yeah, so Rom's, we, we got, Rom's, Rom's in prison. Rom's in prison. Odo and Odo is bad. Odo Odo's is a bad guy. Oh, yeah, Odo's high on sex. Yep. Uh, and essentially, the, the Dominion is about to win. Right, they they yeah. know how to take down the 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 um the minefield, and there's really nothing to stop them now. No, no. Dun dun dun. Yeah, I honestly I I forget most of the rest of the series to be honest. 
So I, I'm trying very much not to spoil myself on what's going to come, you know, next week or further down the line. So I have a slightly less research than usual on these episodes because the stupid way that my that the book that I get most of my research from is set up is it usually does synopsis and then some backstory and then you know all the facts and backstory and then the next episode and the next episode and it goes on like that. But because this is a six parter, it tells yeah. you the synopsis of the six parter and then tells you all the backstory of all of them. Yeah. And I don't want to spoil myself, so I haven't read it yet. So what you're saying is next sense. week we're going to get all the background. You're going to get a lot be episodes next week. five and six. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. I have one thing I do know about this week, and that was that the story used to involve, instead of Odo just kind of getting distracted by being in the link and therefore not doing his security thing, was him actively trying to end the resistant movement. Wow. That and they decided, no, prick. yeah, let's, let's not make him that kind of bad. Let's make him the kind of passive kind of bad where he just doesn't yeah. do anything. Although yeah. I mean, like, like there's the, the scene before we see the female changeling show up where he's, you know, talking to Kira and he's like, you didn't tell me about this, you know, or, you know, I thought we said that we didn't like the plan about, you know, starting the fight in the bar with Damar. And Kira's like, yeah, but you then you stormed out of the meeting and the rest of us thought it was a good idea. Well, then he asks her if she's questioning his loyalty and she kind of falters. Yeah. Mm. Which is like, yeah. Because uh, he's too cautious, you know, like. He's like, yeah, this, this could just be an excuse to chuck every Bajoran off the station. It's like, I mean, yeah, but I mean, that's welcome a, to that's a, a resistance. Point. It's called risks. Yeah, but there are there are risks that you can see, Odo understanding like this is a risk worth taking versus risks that are just like this is a bad one. Don't do this one. This one's a bad plan, guys. Well, it's also though that like that particular plan is, it's 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 like it's it's a chaos monkey. It's it's let's just uh, so distrust. Yeah, let's so distrust. Let's have a big brawl it's not like an organized attack you know like taking out the deflector is is like an attack that's mm. like a you know something that we're doing with a specific goal in mind uh whereas the other thing is just like no let's just get the cardassians and the Jem'Hadar fighting because that'll be fun yeah um, but if anyone figured out oh it's because rom stole the pad then they would get in trouble oh yeah but i also think that not just that though that Odo being, you know, a changeling and being, you know, someone who's obsessed with law and order, the idea that you would conduct a resistance by just sowing discord and chaos doesn't fit right with him. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But that, even though that's like, that's a really good scheme. It's like, yeah, all right, yeah, the initial fight might be over, but that, the fact that, that plan ever existed, that's going to linger. That's going to make its way through the ranks. People are going to hear about it. Like, Yeah, but I also think that, by and large, the Jem'Hadar aren't going to do anything about it. Because we've seen true. just last week how, even when they knew that their Vorda was sending them to die, they still followed their orders. Yeah. Yeah, the Jem'Hadar and the Cardassians are going to hate each other no matter what. Yeah. But they're also, so. yeah, they're, they're, but there's not much they can do about it while we're at war with the Federation. And what's interesting is, you know, so obviously 
Damar got, you know, a slap on the wrist, and I'm sure the other Cardassians that were there got a stern talking to. Or killed. But all of the Jem'Hadar are dead. All of mm. the Jem'Hadar that participated in the fight are dead now. Because that's just not okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but they're also running out of white. Yeah. So maybe that's, you know, a couple fewer Jem'Hadar means more white for everybody else. Yay! Hooray! But yeah, except that if they have to poison it, that means I have to get everybody at once, right? Well, now it will, yeah, now it will last I, I longer, so that. you don't have to poison so fast. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, because there are some... Yes, I understand now. Sorry. Hmm. Uh, poor Jem'Hadar. You know, if they really want some more Petrocell White, I know where there's a whole bunch of barrels of it under the bottom at the bottom of a lake. Yep. <laughs> Get your fishing rods handy. God, who's going to discover that in a couple hundred years? And <laughs> how much, how terrible is that going to be for everyone involved? Actually, I'm wondering. So at the beginning of Sons and Daughters, we see that they're just arriving back to the starbase, I guess. You know, after having been rescued by the Rotaran. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if they didn't recover. So, you know, so the Rotaran evidently went and picked them up from the planet in the nebula. Mm. Is Kivon with them? Yeah, so I, presumably Kivon must also be there. Yeah. Not seen. And I'm also assuming that probably they would have recovered as much as they could off of the crashed ship. Yeah. Yeah, you know what's tricky. They actually have some Ketracel White. What's tricky about this episode and the episode where we met Kivon, which is the title of which I've already forgotten. The ship. Rocks and Shoals. <laughs> uh, well, with Sons and Daughters and Rocks and Shoals, is that they were filmed in flip flop order. No. Because oh, they had to, because they had to do Rocks and Shoals on location. Right. So they realized, okay, let's do that one later, so that we can go get to this location during you know this block of time or whatever the fuck they needed to do. Which means, since they were working on Sons and Daughters first, and they kept having to, like, change things in the show, whenever they changed something in Sons and Daughters, they had to go back and make sure they changed it in Rocks and Shoals as well. Oh, so, no. fucking nightmare. Mm. Sounds pretty Sounds bad. Sounds like it, jeez. Like, why? What kind of thing? Because there wasn't... The thing is, like, Worf wasn't in Rocks and Shoals, and the rest of the crew was barely in sons and daughters the only things that would have affected one or the other pretty much were the stuff on the space station hmm yeah i i didn't see any specifics of what they had to had to change maybe that'll be later in the book that i'm reading uh mm, when i maybe. when we talk about it next week when we, we get through the big six-parter thing maybe so i might have stories next week there we go what are we doing next week, anyway? Well, golly, speaking of next week, if you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can join and start to steer her by uh, every week for our discussions of Star Trek episodes. This is not how I usually do this. But next week, we'll be talking about Favor the Bold and Sacrifice of Angels. So we'll be wrapping up the season six, six-parter opener. Extravaganza. Extravaganza. Ooh. There you go. But yeah, if you want to, if you want to make sure not to miss new episodes, you can subscribe by finding us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for a star to steer her by. We are at SSHB Podcast at Tumblr and Twitter. 
or you can visit sshbpodcast.com to visit our website, check out some sweet, sweet posts we've done there, uh, both, or well, including uh, fan fiction that we've written in the past. We've done nice articles about some of our favorite aspects or interesting aspects of the show. We talk about evil admirals. We talk about aesthetics of everything from sweaters to spacecraft. And of course, we also discuss our uh, tops and bottoms for the season. Check out last, nope, two weeks ago, at, we closed out season five and talked about the our best favorites and least favorites from that season. And then, of course, you know, at the end of Deep Space Nine, however many months from now, we'll do it for the whole dang show. Yep. And we've done it for the whole dang show for TNG and TOS already. And TAS. And TAS. So and check Firefly. that out. All of TAS mm. can be chucked directly into the bin. Oh, yes. Oh, so um, yeah, so we hope that you'll uh, give us a follow you, and see you next week. My name has been Caitlin. My name has been Jake. My name has been Chris. And my name has been Ames. I want to serve root beer. Yum. We got some in the other room. I, I want, I want <gasps> You got some. Bring me one. <laughs> yeah, we got Roots beers. Yeah, I yeah. might have to go out and buy some root beer. Now I get it. Now All right, I but make sure you get ice cream as well. Yes. Oh, you want some root beer? Oh, do you want it with ice cream too? It's yes. like, bro, do you, uh, even, uh, do you even treat yourself, Chitarg? <laughs> Shit. Fucking Chitarg. You know, you know, here's the thing, though. He's just jealous. He loves fucking root beer. Yep. He has to, like, sneak it when no one's looking. I love yeah. the idea that Chitarg is just, like, Mad Dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that is my, like, new favorite thing. Nice. Nice.